previously on Rolling with Rainbows. A matter of reflection. She says, hi, nice to meet you. I'm, uh, Hilda, Hilda Beatty. The Brotherhood who worship the King in Yellow might be in Rhode Island. Annie Rose and I, we've always been interested in this kind of stuff. She's disappeared, and I think it's something to do with, with these stones. I think she might have found them. One of these guys is in plate mail armor. Oh my god. Well, how about that? And now the bat gets really close, and it opens its mouth, and you just feel this compulsion to look in the mirror, and you find yourself standing in the valley, and although you can see this all happening in the reflection, around you it is perfectly still, and the three of you are alone in the valley. Who remembers where we were up to last time? Not me. I failed massively at taking photos of the Rhode Island Batman. (laughs) You you did try. I tried so hard. (laughs) You tried. They say if you try and don't succeed, then just keep botching every roll until you're out of film. It was really something I expected Serena to be able to do quite confidently. Take one single photo. Take photographs, yeah. Fair, we were under a lot of stress. <laughs> there was a um, lot going on. So, are you doing your character voice now? Uh, look, again, I'm still like... <laughs> so, um, you <laughs> do you remember the cliffhanger that I left you all on? Uh, we got Yes, I remember that. The- last thing. Everyone around us disappeared. So... We got stuck in our reflections. The Rhode Island Batman uh, did its little screech at each of you, which one by one compelled you to go and look into the reflecting stone and just stare at your reflection. And you stared until you couldn't bear to, to stare any longer and you had to blink. And when you blinked, Suddenly the chaos of the men charging on horses, the, the people, the figures in cloaks yelling at you from the hilltop, it all disappeared, and you realized you were in the same valley, but completely alone. And when you did this, your reflections in the mirror, surrounded by the Rhode Island Batman, the people on horses, the figures in cloaks, panicked and ran away. And that's where you find yourselves. Now, in the same valley, but completely empty, to, except for the three. I was going to say, to confirm, alone, apart from each other. Cool. So, and there's, we can see out of the reflecting stone in front of us again. Yeah, uh, except that it doesn't, it no longer feels like it's reflecting. You look like you're, it feels like you're looking through a window into, okay. like, a second identical valley, where there's loads of other stuff going on, and your reflection isn't there. It's separated from you. The, the person who is looking back at you no longer mim- no longer mirrors your actions. Can Serena go up to this window and like hit against it like um, Adam Driver in that one GIF? <laughs> <laughs> uh, every- well, tell me what you. Every day I wake up, something. Every, <laughs> <Yes. laughs> every day I wake up and I 
trying to figure out if I'm the original me or if Simon Stoker. Anyway, uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, sure, like, um, absolutely. Um, if you hit it, it's a it's a big rock, and what would happen is your hand would ow. Oof, ouch. Owie. Okay. Um, and nothing happened. No one on the other side reacted at all. Yeah, it's like they can't see you. Okay. Um, could I try and take a picture of what we're seeing? Yes. Okay. That's interesting. Why don't you give me the first roll then? Give me a little photography roll. Uh, yeah, and she's deliberately like she's cursing as she does this because she like you know she. It's jammed the last couple of times. <laughs> yeah, I think you wasted like three of five shots you had left. Yeah. On you. Are these, um. I can't. This is the film you originally I was going to say, this, this is, is the original your film. special stock. Cool, okay. Because, yeah. like, yeah, I'm still trying to reverse engineer the, um. Uh, the. I can't remember what the. Something phosphorescent luminescence. Metaphysical luminescence? Was that it? Iridescence. So many words for some shiny stuff <laughs> in the English language, huh? True, absolutely how about true. That? Um, okay, so uh, how <laughs> how do I roll? Roll twenty, a d a hundred. That's a fifty-four. I'm pretty sure that's a po- uh, yes. That, uh, so my photography is sixty-three. Hey, great! Well, you successfully get out your camera and take a picture, and we will know in like. Several weeks' time, what that picture looks like. (laughs) Congrats! Yeah, I forget that there's. It's not like it's. You don't have a Polaroid, bud. She just wants some. She wants some proof that, like, that they that like whatever's happened, their reflections or like their bodies, if they have a reflection now, are not. Yeah. Like you know that she like. And also, like, she probably does. She get a picture of the Batman through this. Yeah, you don't know now, but what is, I'll tell you what you're seeing through okay. the mirror right right now is that the Batman is uh, trying to flap and fly away, but the men on horses have uh, some of them are carrying like, um, not like harpoons exactly, but like a pole arm, like a like a like a hook on a very on a long okay. uh, spear, like you know, wooden pole, and they're trying to like hook at like barbed it and like grab it down basically um, and it's struggling against okay. them that's sort of the struggle that you're watching right now um so that was yeah what what is anybody else doing uh Felicity uh goes up to the stone and sort of look at, watching the the bat creature being tackled by all the humans she just kind of mournfully presses her hands against Aww. the stone and wishes that she could help what about Octavia? What's her reaction to this whole situation? Uh, I think Octavia is going to see that happen and just say, what do you think? Do you think that the bat creature was trying to save us here? Uh, do you know where we are? And it looks like um, after, a, after a couple of seconds, you realize that uh, it, it, maybe neither of them, neither of your friends heard you or something. Oh. They don't react anyway. Uh, they must not have heard me. Otherwise, they definitely would have reacted. Uh, so I guess I'll just repeat that same sentence, except much louder. In the, the, yeah, in the kind of way that you would if you wanted to be extremely passive-aggressive. Yeah, and in the English on a holiday voice. Yeah, I get you. Um, so, And they still don't react. They're just looking through the, the, the their respective 
reflecting stones at the scene outside. Well, this is ridiculous, uh, clearly. So I think Vi is going to probably go up to Felicity and try to uh, like get her attention physically. In what way? You know, just like uh, shaking her on the, so the shoulder uh, or something similar. When your hand makes contact with her shoulder, you feel like the floor tumbles out from under you. Uh, it feels like you tripped and you're falling. And um, you, 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 it feels like what you're seeing is like Felicity is far above you and you're falling downwards into darkness. But I think that this would have given a visual cue and Felicity, you would have seen Octavia approaching at least. Right, so when But then I... she disappears. Okay. Uh, I I look around to see if I can see if she's gone anywhere. And then I look towards Serena to see if she's seen the same thing. Uh-huh. And Serena, where did Octavia go? And Serena doesn't react. Like It's like she couldn't hear you. I... Uh walk over to Serena and wave my hands in front of her. Well, Serena does see that. What? what? Felicity? Is that is that you? What? Where did... And Felicity, you can see Serena's mouth moving, but you can't hear any sound. Ser Serena sort of pantomime mimes, like, puts her hand over her ear and shakes her head like, I can't hear you. Can, can I hear... Can I hear her? No, you haven't heard anything from her or Octavia, who you also realise you haven't heard. I, I look around for. Can I see Octavia as well? Or you don't see Octavia. She is nowhere to be seen in this valley. And um, Felicity, from far off, you hear a, a man's voice calling and saying, "This." It feel, it sounds like it's beyond the valley. It sounds like it's over one of the hills. Uh. I, I listen up. Can I can I do a listen roll to see if I hear anything more? Oh, sure. What's your lesson? Lesson is 22. Great, you succeeded. Um, yeah, again, you hear a familiar, but you can't quite place it, this familiar man's voice calling out, Fliss? Fliss? Well, she knows. She knows. She recognises that voice. Yeah? Other people don't call her Fliss. Oh. Who is it? Or who does she think it's going to be? It it sounds like her ex-husband, the bastard that cheated on her. Oh no. The bastard. <laughs> the bastard. So, um, what do you do? Uh, Felicity's very confused. Yeah and upset because Octavia's just disappeared right in front of her. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, and she just thinks she's hearing things right now. Okay. So she uh, I think she's gonna try to like find out what's happening with Serena. Okay, interesting. Well, I guess the two of you could just tell me what you 
Yeah. Um, it, what you think your characters would do, you can't hear each other at all. Uh, I, uh, but there's no physical barrier between you or anything. It's just a, it's just an empty, silent space. Okay, so it's like whatever. It's like the air between us is absorbing the noise or something. Yeah. Well, c- can... Yeah, it, it's like being in an echo, in it, like an echo-proofed or like a sound-proofed room where everything is just you could hear a pin drop, but you hear nothing. Like no no wind or anything either. Correct. Yeah. Okay. So it's that was what was so striking when you blinked uh... was that the noise of the horses, the noises of everything, it was just gone. Just completely gone. Not even like deadened. Yeah, just gone. Uh okay. Um, can I see? Can I see? Um, can I see Felicity's like lips move when she when it seems like she speaks? Yes. So I can tell that she's saying something. Uh, I think I also point to my ears and then do a like a hands out like like a sh- like an exaggerated shrug. And Felicity responds by sort of like nodding in agreement and and sort of doing a confused like mm-hmm. you know, oh, overemphasized oh, oh, oh. like gesture of confusion. Yeah. Uh, Serena takes her gun out and fires it up in the air. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, sure. Um, oh, like just you know, or like maybe not, maybe not in the air, maybe just like away from everything. Felicity goes to duck. One, just like no, I completely to get emphasize you, I completely the, get you. like yeah, yeah. if we can't hit a gunshot, then we know it's something like supernatural. F- right? Felicity ducks away as she sees Serena pull the gun out, <laughs> <laughs> waiting for the shot. Okay, um, yeah, you pull the trigger and you can see that it it uh, there's like you know the muzzle flash, but there is no sound. Felicity straightens back out, surprised. But what happens, Serena? What happens to Serena when she fires the gun? She feels the kickback, the recoil in her hand, and it feels like she feels this feeling running through her whole body. That's like a, it's like trying to push through fudge. Only the the pushing is coming from the recoil. It feels like the the kickback is happening to you really slowly. Okay. I like. Does it? Does it just feel like it's not painful or anything? It just feels like it's like everything is sluggish. Yeah. But my movement is. It just isn't... feels like you're feeling the feeling of the recoil, but incredibly okay. slowly, and it's just like it's like it's just resounding in your body. Can can she like prod her arm? Yeah, absolutely. Does that also like? Yeah, there's a, there's a kind of a lasting sensation. What occurs to you suddenly is a me- like a, the memory of getting sunburns and the way that when you would put a finger on the sunburn, it would leave a white fingerprint. Visually, that strike that you know that that appears in your mind's eye for what kind of is happening to the sensations in your body. Okay, so we're feeling everything slow down. That's. Essentially. Certainly, what Serena okay. is going through. Well, like, I can't really communicate that to Felicity. <laughs> it's a very abstract thing. Yeah, yeah. you can't it. really, without words, it's a bit, yeah. Um, uh, Felicity's trying to attract Serena's attention to the fact that Octavia has disappeared. Felicity hears Fliss. Fliss? Felicity shakes her head, annoyed, like she's trying to swat away an unpleasant thought. Uh-huh. Um. And she she tries to wave to tra- attract Serena's attention, and then she sort of gestures, like 
holds her hand up high like a tall person because Octavia's very tall, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then, and then she just like waves her arms like disappeared. Uh, yeah. I mean, Ser- Serena will scan the horizon as well, I guess. Well, not but like yeah. You know, well, as having... I discussed before, you were in this really odd space. The the stones when you found them. To to refresh everyone's memory, the stones are. Uh, these freestanding, naturally occurring obelisks, but but and they're just these obelisks of rock. But one side is is polished absolutely smooth, and all the sides of the obelisks, which has that, all face in the same direction. And around it is this grassy plain, but it's been shaped up into a little dish. Like it's it's it it seems unnatural. Not the rocks, because what's kind of unsettling about them is that they are naturally occurring yeah. and you can just kind of tell that by looking and that seems really weird to know but the the little hills around them it looks like someone mounded them up to hide them from view okay so so all of the monoliths are like in a little kind of like a a, a very un, like a very regular valley L- like a perfectly circular ditch almost yeah, so when you say that you're scanning the horizon, like these big hills are on every side. Almost like right? a like a like a radio telescope dish. Yeah, a little like okay. that. Okay. Can I like peer around the the obelisks and see if if we can see Octavia like wandered off? You know, she 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 does that. She, she is nowhere in this in this dip. She's nowhere in this valley anywhere. Uh, Felicity sees that Serena is like looking for Octavia and mm-hmm. she tries to communicate to her that Octavia so she, she's trying to gesture to communicate that Octavia touched her and then disappeared. Well, what does that gesture look like? Because I can't So she signals, like, that Serena... Octavia uh-huh. points and then, like, points at her hand and she's like, touch me. <laughs> You're touching yourself touch, on the shoulder here. Yeah, touched me. To communicate to Serena. This is and great. Then, this is great. Like, audio. hands out. Great podcast. I know, this is fantastic radio, but I'm just trying to say that I don't I don't know Disappeared. that Serena's going to get that. Yeah, I, d- I don't yeah. think. I, I think, I think uh, Serena kind of looks at you and turns her head and, like, clearly doesn't know what's going on and then, like, kind of holds a finger up and then she runs or, like, like kind of I guess kind of runs up to like out of this valley. Oh, just holds so... a finger up like a one one minute gesture. Yeah, yeah. Okay. And then like runs up out of this little valley bit to see if if she can see anything else okay. from the higher uh, ground. Okay. Serena runs up to the top of the hill and uh, at the top of the hill stumbles and falls into darkness. You feel like you're falling just into an endless abyss. Ah! You feel you feel the sensation of free fall, but you don't know how deep or how far or anything or how fast you're falling, you're just going into inky blackness and Felicity watches her friend disappear. Uh, Felicity just stands there stunned for a moment. Uh, She's just seen her two companions blink out of existence. Uh, She looks back into into the reflection. Can she see anything new? Has anything changed? All these, all these dudes, some of them in armor, some of them carrying swords, others carrying these hooks on poles, some just in their, like, flat cap and riding jacket kind of affair, and some on horses, like, um, are, are all battling with the Rhode Island Batman. Right. That's what you see through the mirror. Okay. Uh, and, and Octavia and Felicity, have, and Octavia and Serena have run 
in, yeah. the, in the reflections. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Serena saw her reflection run away. Can Felicity see their reflections through the other reflection stones? Or yeah, so if, she, if she's peering through... Um, uh, give me a spot hidden roll, actually. Okay. I think that would be fair. Yeah. Uh, I take it 83 isn't under your spot hidden no. skill. Uh. <laughs> uh, yeah, you don't. You you can't see past all of the commotion. Okay. What's Felicity going to do? Uh, she's going to try and chase after where she saw Serena disappear. Okay, Felicity gets to the top of the hill and stumbles. And she's suddenly falling into inky blackness... And there is nothing. Hello, dark. So, um, <laughs> <laughs> so Octavia finds herself at school. Oh, oh no! Great, awesome. This uh, went well the first time. <laughs> Octavia went to Brown University, right? Yeah. Uh, was she a particularly bright student? Particularly successful? Uh, no. Yeah, specifically, she sort of got in off of a large donation to the university and didn't really, right. even with like all of the, the donations that her family was able to make, still wasn't really able to quite make the cut, <laughs> which is honestly pretty Damn. impressive uh, in its own right. <laughs> Most of it is probably from a lack of like willing to willingness to to dedicate herself to, um, right, what other people would like determine as a like respectable field of study, uh, right. So no, she she didn't do so great last time. Yeah, so she finds herself in a Brown University uh, lecture hall, but it's completely empty. And one thing that just occurs to her, like, that you could, uh, this is a freebie, you don't need a listen roll for this, is that even though the room is quiet, it is not silent. You are now in a space where noises can be heard. Um, and you're just, yeah, you're just in this, in this large lecture hall with these, like, wooden benches, like, you know, a little, like, uh, um, even, like, pews in a church, uh, you know, slanted down towards where the lecturer would lecture. Um, and it's just empty in there. And then, um, a door, like, to the, the, the entry door next to the lecturer's pit, like, uh, swings open with just a gentle creak. But no one comes in, or anything. The door just opens. That's strange. Um, I mean, this is, like, all following, like, one, uh, it's not as if she's fallen unconscious and woken up here. Like, this is all followed, like, through one stream of consciousness. It's like she just finds herself here and she can't explain how she got here. Okay. Well, stranger things have happened to her. So, I, th <laughs> True. I think she's just going to roll with this one. Uh-huh. I don't know, you know... She doesn't know what's happening. She's going to go, all right, uh, let's find out what this is all about. Just sort of <laughs> get up and look for any kind of book bag or anything. Uh, oh, interesting. 
Okay. But yeah, no, she you don't you don't find any like of your old students' equipment. You're uh, you're just you're just dressed and carrying you know exactly as like whatever clothes and equipment you had already. You you are very definitely like grown up, present day Octavia, but back in university. Again, all right. So Octavia still has uh, her gun on her. <laughs> yes. Well, thank God this is the 1920s, and there isn't any particular reason to feel like that is extremely out of place at a university. <laughs> Thank God for the Second Amendment, which I'm thanking God for because that's who put it in the Constitution. It's a um, God-given right. So, yeah, <laughs> that's right. Um, yeah, so um, what do you do? Uh, well, she's going to do the most obvious thing, which is also usually the right thing, and just walk through the door. Okay. You find yourself not in the what should be the adjoining room of the university, you know, the university halls leading to the lecture theatres, but instead in the office of an architect. If you, when you look around, um, the lecture hall is gone, the, the door that you walked through is the, the door to the office of this architect. Um, oh, how strange. So... The person you see in front of you is um, is called Santi Calatra, and um, she is an architect that Octavia had an apprenticeship under. Do you want to tell us a little bit about that? Sure, yeah, this is someone that Octavia met um, during her brief stint at university, uh, that she sort of saw an opportunity to sort of get first-hand experience in what she viewed as sort of a, a not necessarily like especially interesting field, but one in which uh, she felt like there was both like a lot of uh, art to as well as uh, the practicality. So she sought out an intern or like apprenticeship I guess is more accurate mm. to the time uh, yeah. with this person uh, so Santi like much like Octavia's ability to get into a university despite uh, <laughs> the poor result of that uh, yeah. Santi is willing to take her on as an apprentice despite her like track record in academics uh, just because right. her family represents a, a great opportunity to actually get funding for uh, any kind of project that she wanted to uh, design or build. Uh, mm. And for the most part, I guess that's like a, a pretty general background. Octavia spent uh, probably two or three years, maybe four uh sort of working with her, uh, traveling with her, and uh, learning, in quotations, with her, sort of <laughs> right. the, the practical life experience of uh, a traveling architect. Yeah. Um, but now you find yourself in her office, and she's got her back to you right now. She's looking at a whiteboard that she sometimes draws on. Um, but as you come in, she, uh, she like, 
uh, like, turns her head slightly, but she doesn't turn quite to face you. And this is um, familiar to Octavia. It actually, like, even though it's almost a bit of a rude gesture, it's kind of endearing because she recognizes the the many, many times that Santi would get really just engrossed with her work and would, like, would would not look around to f- at all or acknowledge that other people had walked into the room. This little partial turn of the head is a, is a much warmer gesture comparatively towards Octavia than she would give to anyone else when she was deep into her work. And she goes, um, Octavia, we are... This... This is the masterpiece. Are you looking at this? Uh-huh. And on the on the whiteboard is a a bird's eye view of a building. Oh, interesting. I think just in this moment, specifically just walking into this office is going to be triggering a lot of memories for Octavia. So I think it's she's mm-hmm. going to be a little bit caught off guard as she's just uh, a little bit bombarded with the return of so many memories with uh, yeah. How do you think she would respond to it? I think that she would take a few seconds to sort of get her bearings again. Uh, I think during that time, uh, Santi is is um, uh, fawning over this design that she's got on the whiteboard. She loves it. Um, and, and she's just like, uh, she's talking about the details. She's talking about the, the, the structure, the, the elegance of the design. And, and she's just in her own world talking about this design that is on the, on the whiteboard. Does Octavia recognize the design as something that she's seen before? Why don't you give me a, an architecture role? Sure. So Octavia's architecture skill is 50. And mm-hmm. that's an 18. Oh, baby. That's great. That's a hard success, which means that you recognize that this is a bird's eye view of the Bancroft mansion. Oh. You can see that it has this, it's it's absolutely sprawling, the grounds are enormous, but it has a somewhat distinct shape Is in that even though it sprawls on and on, there are, um, there are wings to the building, not northeast, south and west, but northeast, northwest, southwest, and, and southeast. So it almost forms like an X, just slightly off, and then off to one side, going out across the beach is, of course, the... Bancroft Memorial to Charles Bancroft, the founder of Narragansett. Um, you you know that there's even a there's even a bird's eye view of the hedge maze, which you know is impossible because the what you know about the Bancroft Mansion, it was never drawn as a plan conceived this way. It was built and then built again and then built again and then built on top of that. The hedge maze is. a a, a recent addition in the last couple of years, they started growing up these hedges. None of this makes sense. And what else doesn't make sense is that you can't read any of the writing on the board. It's not just in a foreign language, but it's in a foreign script. The symbols don't make any sense to you. None of the annotations track or or anything you've ever seen before. Mm. And at this point is when Santi says... Don't you think it's just the most beautiful thing you've ever seen? And she turns around to look Octavia right in the eye. It's, it's the manor. I, I don't understand. She says, um, uh, she looks past you 
uh, at a clock that hangs above the doorway you entered through. And she says, oh my god, this is the time. We have to get down the buffoons at the county clerk's office. We have to hire a new driver. And she uh, thrusts a bunch of uh, paperwork at Octavia. Um, you know, Octavia will be familiar having, you know, like carried a lot of stuff for her, been her, her, her apprentice before and kind of organized her documents and done this kind of work and she starts to rush out of a, a, a different door in the office santi wait this i what what is happening and through the door that santi rushes out of uh it's like straight out onto the street which isn't accurate the architect's office was on the second floor but this door leads straight out onto the street into a bustling busy town yeah, I think Octavius would be quite used to uh, sort of trying to have a conversation with Santi as she was walking mm. away to somewhere else. So I, yeah, okay. I, I think that she would just uh, try to follow behind her and continue the conversation, trying to figure out what's going yeah, on. So, well, what do you ask her? Uh, just a lot of the same questions. Like, I don't understand. It's the manner of... What is going on? What did and Santi's Santi is like saying almost just to herself or to the air or to anyone who's listening. Like she's just and you're familiar with this because she would talk in this way that would just uh, she would just be completely off in a world of architecture and and uh, columns and arches and and uh, you know facades and windows and so on. Um, but she's talking in that manner, but what she's saying is, we have to find the book, Octavia, we have to find the book, and we have to get into the memorial. We have to find the key to that door. That's what we need. We have to get the key to the door. How do you know about all of this, Santi? I, I, I just don't understand what's happening here. The, the crowd is getting denser as you're trying to follow her and people people are rude that they're, they're bustling and they're passing between you and you, you you're having trouble keeping up with her and I'm gonna need a listen role from you to understand what she's saying sure thing okay so Octavia's listen is I thought I knew where listen was on the on the sheet and it was <laughs> not there Octavia is not very good at listening might be surprised uh i am shocked by that yeah so her listen is 20 and this role is 38 which is oofa not doofa. lower than 20. <laughs> yeah you can't make out what she's saying just that she's saying something um and she's getting further away in the crowd and then you 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 lose sight of her for a second and then you see someone you think looks like her but it's not quite her. And then you see someone else who looks like her in a, in a different kind of way, and it's not her, but it, it doesn't make sense that she would be there from where she was walking before. And then someone bumps into you and moves past you, and it looks just like her, but it's not her, and, and she leaves. And then your Uncle Monty walks the other way straight past you and doesn't bat an eyelid. And then... I'm going to check in on Serena. Sounds good. Uh, hello. Serena studied like photojournalism. Is that like I, I, her I, actual course? I think she probably just studied um, photography, um, uh -huh. and then photojournalism was was sort of where she took it. Right. Interesting. So um, I think that Serena is in a a dark room developing photos. Okay. She finds herself there. 
It's not like she fell into it. It's not like she got up from the ground after falling down. It's like she was falling, and then she was standing. I, I Those think, are the two states she's yeah, in. Like, she's been... Does it feel like she's almost been doing it for a while? When it she, when... feels like she's been standing developing these photos for a few hours, which is a familiar okay. feeling for her. That kind of familiar ache kinda in the balls of her feet from just standing at the at the sink dr- dream developing logic, these photos. Kinda. Okay. <laughs> it's a little like dream logic, yeah. Okay. Uh what what is she developing? Um well, there's a photo in the basin right now. And um when she pulls it out with the uh, with the forceps, yeah. and looks at it, as the shapes uh, become clearer in the darkness, she realizes it's a family. Oh. It's an older couple standing with a young man who is must be their son. Okay. Do I? And as the shape as, as the photo uh, develops more and the, the the fluid runs off it, you recognize your parents. Okay. Do... Hmm. That's... Odd. I think I think she probably mutters that under her breath, actually. That's... That's odd. Um, she kind of holds it up closer to, to her face to kind of try and get more of an image of it in the low light. Hmm. And behind her, a familiar voice says, What's odd? Uh, and this is the voice of Eleanor Avery, a a classmate uh, from Serena's um, uh, photography course. I think uh, Serena jumps and and yeah, <laughs> then like composing herself, just uh, clips clips the photo up and slowly mm. turns round. She she so recognizes the voice, right? That's right, and when you turn around, you see Eleanor Avery standing there. But I just want to observe one more thing, which is that you observe that you're in the makeshift dark room that you set up in your hotel room, bath like your your yeah your bathroom, um, your tiny little uh, dark room. But it doesn't feel odd to you. It feels fine that she would be here with you because it feels like you're just in the dark room uh, of your university. It feels like the place where you actually developed photos with her before. Okay. Um, so t- why don't you tell me a bit about uh, Eleanor? So, um, Eleanor was... I just realized I was doing all that in character voice. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Eleanor was a classmate of Serena's at um, Pembroke College, which is the women's college at Brown, um, which is interesting, because I didn't realize mm. that... Uh, didn't realize that Octavia studied at Brown. But... Um, only only briefly, I guess. <laughs> yeah, I suppose. Um, yeah. There's actually... So they, they became friends despite the fact that there's actually a bit of a difference in age, just because... Um, so Eleanor, Eleanor's from, like, um, kind of West Virginia way, sort of like Appalachia. Um, but but so both she and Serena got in on, like, a... Kind of like a scholarship. Like, part of the main... Mm. Re- like, when Serena's father died, the company that he worked for made sure that she and her mother would live like not well off but comfortably and kind of she's sort of leveraged that as well as as well as being fairly talented um in order to kind of get in here and eleanor also kind of comes from a similar ish sort of background a lot of their other classmates are quite um 
you know, well, well off like Octavia. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah um, right. And actually, so um, I think Eleanor probably helped Serena develop photos, but Eleanor actually studied history. Um, uh, actually, like, pr- quite different personalities when they first met, but, like, kind of in the way that they sort of kind of complemented each other's flaws, sort of. Uh, Serena was quite skittish back then, whereas Eleanor was a lot more sure of herself. Um, but the, the main thing that, that Serena's thinking now is... Wait, El- El- Eleanor? You... Serena! You You know... You know who I am. You Of course I do. What are you talking about? Um What's the photo you said it was weird? Um I think Serena realizes she's crying a little bit. Oh wow. Uh, I think Eleanor pushes past her to look at the photograph. Uh and then she and she unclips it from where it's been hanging. And uh, she's handling it with her with her hands, which is wrong, and you know that. But it, it, yeah, it seems like she's so gentle with it that you don't even worry about it. Um, and she says, and and she says, no, look, it's completely fine. And she shows you the photo, and you see yourself standing with your mother. Do I? How how aware is Serena right now of the inconsistencies? I suppose. It's a really strange feeling where your brain is registering that things are wrong logically and emotionally it feels completely fine. Okay, I think in that case, yeah. Um That's yeah, that's that's funny. Sorry, I don't I don't know what came over me. How how are you? I feel like I I feel like I haven't seen you in a while. I, uh, I have some, I actually have some bad news. I need to, I'm going to be, I'm going to be quitting the course. But. And she puts down the photo and she, uh, walks out of the, the small bathroom dark room. Serena goes to follow her. You find yourself in the uh, the photo studio um, where you would do uh, like life studies uh, and and like still photography practice um, and and they'd also double like as your classroom where yeah. you would study photography. Um, a a small old man with a brushy mustache is uh, yelling indecipherable things to a a group of uh, of, of panicky looking. Uh, 20-somethings who are trying to operate the absolutely eldritch abominations that are 1920s cameras <laughs> that they have never seen before in their lives. Yeah. Um... Um, and in the middle of the room, um, Eleanor is posing uh, with a, uh, a like a Greek, like, like it's, 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 it's like Greek statue uh, kind of posture and she has like She's only wearing like a a, a like a robe draped across her like it is very very much classical. Like a classical statue, yeah. and she's holding um something in her hand high up above what? her, and she's looking at it. And when you look, you realize it's a roll of film, and everyone around you is is taking these pictures. This these bright flash bulbs are going off, and she's saying. 
I'm going to have to quit the course. I I can't stay here anymore. Why? Where 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 are you going? She can't look at you because she has to hold the pose exactly how everyone expects her to. And you realize a single tear is run is rolling down her cheek as she says, "There's been a death. He's he's dead, Serena." Who's who's dead? And she turns to look you right in the eyes and she says, Simon, and a flashbulb goes off and uh, you find yourself back in the hotel room that you've been living in, looking right in the mirror with your photo camera set up, about to press the button to take a picture of yourself that started this whole thing. Fuck. Uh. <laughs> C- can I fucking smash the camera, please? <laughs> um, yeah, uh, absolutely. What do you like? You you smash that fucking. I think to I bits. think she like absolutely. holds her finger over the button and like hesitates, and then she, and then like it's like she snaps out of it, and she like kind of takes in her surroundings. Yeah, and she realizes where she is and like like when she is, which doesn't make sense, but right. And then she like. Yeah, she just she just grabs it and throws it against the ground as hard as she can, and she's sobbing. Uh, the camera smashes into into just dozens of tiny little bits, and you hear, um, you hear a baby crying from the other room. What? Um... It's as if it was reacting to the to the smashing to the violence. It starts to cry. Um, I think that takes her back. She kind of, she was angry and scared, but kind of that snaps her out of it. And I think she, she puts like, kind of the wrecked, like shards, like kind of the largest chunk of the camera, which is still like intact and just sort of sets that down and, Mm. and, and like turns around and peers out to see what the crying is? I think if you're looking out of the window, which is the you know, the, the the room, the um, the crying is coming from outside the room. Oh, okay. So if so, you're looking out out your motel window, yeah. you realize you're looking not out but in. You're looking into a hospital room where Eleanor is holding a crying newborn baby. And you are in, you're in the corridor. This. I I guess she knocks and then enters. As Serena goes to knock, a man that you recognize from the photo you were developing just before (sighs) strides confidently past her and opens the door. Oh. Oh and Eleanor says, ah! El- Eleanor says, honey, where have you been? I had the baby. And Simon Stoker says, I couldn't get off work. I'm sorry. The paper needed me. There's been this big case. Some, uh, something involving Arch. You know, he's always uh, getting up to whatever. I'm sorry. It doesn't matter. Look, he's beautiful. And he looks down lovingly at his newborn son. What do you do? 
Do you just stand there? I think she just stands there. Like, trying to process. Yeah, tell me what she's thinking. That she she hasn't seen Eleanor in years? That she tried to stay in contact? And she seems older now. She seems like she's as old as she should be now. That... Like, like you're maybe you're seeing her right now through some Christmas Carol bullshit, right? Yeah. That... After after she left, they kept in touch for a bit, but then the replies stopped coming. And how, for a, for a long time, she couldn't get over that, and she couldn't figure out why. And now she's just here, and this imposter is, is, is here, and it's all... I think it's too much, and she runs. Okay. So she runs. Yeah. Down the corridor of the hospital and away from this. Yeah. So, Felicity. <laughs> okay. <laughs> cool, I'm just going to go in the corner and process that. Um. <laughs> so, Felicity... That was um, a lot. So, <laughs> Felicity uh, finds herself in her flat back in England. Tell me about it. Uh, she's... She's looking around this the dinky little living room with the cozy couch and the warm fireplace. Yeah, and you need the fire because it's the dead of winter and it's cold out. She she has a thought and she goes and gets a, a book off the shelf. What's the book? It's her old diary from when she was a kid that she would press the that she'd catch fairies in. Does she still have that in real in, in you know in, in present day? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So she's just checking it there, checking yeah. like checking it's safe. Right. Um is there particular things she's looking for? Or she's just making sure it's there? Just to see if it's still if it's there. Yeah, it's there where that, she where always it keeps always it. Where it always was when she was there. It's exactly where she always keeps it. She, uh, she looks through the pages of all these strange squashed faces. <laughs> <laughs> oh God! <laughs> yeah. <laughs> What's she thinking about? Looking at these little squashed little little fairies. Uh, feeling nostalgic and wishing that she could find her way back to them. And then she hears a man's voice coming from the other room because she has the front door open and her husband, Robert Albright, has come home. It's late and they both wish he could have not had the, the late shift on Christmas Eve, but they need every penny they can get. And he comes in the door and he says, Fliss? She feels an overwhelming sense of confusion as she she feels overwhelmed with warmth and, and happiness to see him and at the same time just a burning desire to slap him across the face. <laughs> 
And he strides a little further into the living room, and now he's in the door to the doorway to your bedroom, which is where you are, because obviously you keep the fairy book close to you where you sleep to know that it's always near. Um, and he says, um, Oh, Fliss, there you are. <sighs> Merry Christmas, babe. And uh, he's, he's holding a present. She puts the book down and she rushes across and slaps him across the face. <laughs> uh, doing this, it feels like you're trying to push, again, not to, over, you know, not to overuse this, but like trying to push through treacle. Mm-hmm. It feels like when you try and slap his face, like you're fighting a man made of Play-Doh. You know, your, your hand just like pushes against him. And he's this weird kind of doughy, surreal figure. She tries, feel, feeling like feeling this, feeling confused by this, she tries to yell at him instead. Mm-hmm. She, she says, can do that. How dare you speak to me, you bastard! Like you did nothing! You're suddenly in the middle of, of a fight. You're suddenly in the middle of a fight you remember really well. Because it's the fight you had when you packed your bags and you left. And he's not saying sorry. He's saying, I work around the clock to make sure there is food on the table. I, I do everything I can and I make one Shut up, mistake. Robert! Shut up! You told me you didn't know who she was! And he's just stunned you into silence. You lied to me! He's just stunned into silence by, by, the, by this, which you remember was not what happened. Because you both screamed yourselves hoarse, just yelling past each other. And he's just suddenly, he looks like a little boy. You yelled at him and he and he's just been so put in his place. You feel like you've just told him off exactly like you always wished you could have for being such a bastard. He's kind of pitiable. He's, he just looks so sad for it. Which is not how it went at all. You were both furious. You were both yelling. You were both... It was, it was, it was uh, worrying that it, you know to your neighbors that it might you know result in violence because you were so at each other at, at each other's throats. It's not how you remember it going at all. But he's utterly quiet, and then with his eyes watering, he says, uh, "I'm sorry, Fliss." You're not sorry, Robert. You're lying. You told me you didn't know who she was. You're lying. And um, then as you're in the middle of saying that even, the floor of your flat and the walls and the ceiling snap together and you're flattened between them. It's utterly dark in there and you can't move. You just feel suffocated. You have to get out. And then she peels apart the pages. The woman that Robert left you for. You left him, but that he cheated on you with. And she's looking down at you and you're tiny. Squashed between the pages of this big book. And she says, (laughs) Never mind, babe. I've made a mistake. She's not special at all. And she brushes you off the page. Octavia, you find yourself in the middle of this um, 
are the middle of this crowd, just like, just suffocating in all these people who look like people that you know, but you can't explain who they are. Right, and that's a fairly familiar experience for her recently. It's exactly what she's been going through all this time. But one question I would have is, does did she remember Santi before, uh, before this occurrence now? Because she's been dealing with amnesia this whole time. I think probably she, like, remembers, like, before now she remembered the basic details. But I think mm. really just being here in this moment has really driven a lot of the specific events and a lot of those little, uh, you know, sense memories that you can sometimes forget about, like, like that little look that she gives, uh, Octavia sometimes when she actually recognizes her presence in the room. Little things like that yeah, absolutely. Are, are what absolutely. she's now come to remember. Uh, but right. the basics okay. she had remembered before, I would think, at least at the point that we uh, were transported to here. Mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I think that um, in the crowd, are you still looking for Santi? Or are you just trying to get out of the uh, like out of the the crowded area? I think at this point, Octavia is just looking for anyone that she recognizes, just like someone right, to latch on to. Hey. Yeah. Um. And um. Who she who she sees to latch on to is she recognizes uh, one of the dark cloaked figures who were standing by the obelisks when you all got blinked into this mess. Standing towards the outside of the crowd, far away, and you can't make out their face because of this big black cloak they wear. But they're, like, waving their arms in a big gesture. It reminds you almost of, like, what you would expect from someone who's trying to call for help in in the water. They're trying to get make themselves a big presence above the crowd and get your attention. Right. Well, she's definitely going to make her way towards him. Then and and just be like raising her voice the whole time, yelling, saying, "What? What did you do? What's going on? What's going on here?" <laughs> and um, and um, I think then uh, is when Serena runs straight into the crowd, uh, straight down the hospital corridor and just into the middle of this crowd, this bustling mass of people. And Serena, you don't uh, recognize any of them. They're, they're, they're not, like, significant to you. Yeah, okay. But it's just this dense crowd, like, it's... And then you realize actually where you are is the Narragansett Town Plaza, the one that's currently under renovations. Oh. But it's just, like, packed in there. There's so many people. Is this, some um, bef- like, before it was renovated? Uh... No, it's it is it's as it is today right now. Um, so there is stuff that's like still, uh, you know, um, sort of cordoned off because they're still working on it. But it, it's so packed in here; it doesn't even it barely even matters. There are just so many people. Okay. But you can see Octavia, and you can see the black cloaked figure she's moving towards. Um, do I rem- like after this sort of? trip down memory lane like do i come to my senses and recognize octavia yeah i mean there's no reason you wouldn't she's, okay you know she's just her yeah and you uh, can see her. 
I, I think Serena does a little bit of a double take and then and then shouts, Wait, Octavia, wait! And then, like, tries to follow her. It's really hard to get through this crowd. You're struggling. You're struggling to get towards her. It's difficult. Um, but now, Octavia, you can hear Serena. Okay. And that's the difference. So is, is the crowd, like, relatively uh, quiet then? Like, they're mostly just, like, moving about. They're not necessarily happy. There, there is chatter. There, are, there is noise. Uh, it's not like people are just, like, silently, aggressively pushing around. But no one that you're seeing seems to be speaking. Mm. So it's just, like, this sort of background noise that doesn't appear to have any kind of source. It's a sort source, of murmuring. But... You just hear, like, a... Mm. And it's just, like, distant. Serena, is that you? Octavia, you can you can hear me? I'm I... over. I'm over here! I think so. Just then, uh, the fountain, which is undergoing renovations in the middle of uh, the town plaza, there's a big splash in it, like something was dropped into it. And Felicity, that's where you find yourself, just been dropped into this, in, into like the dish of the, the wet dish of the fountain. Don't speak to me, Robert! <laughs> <laughs> and then she looks around. Mm-hmm. You see there's like a dense crowd all around and like... Um, if you stand up, you can see that your friends are in it. You aren't because you're standing in the basically in a bit in a big puddle. She looks down at her like sopping wet clothes and and tries to wade out to the edge of the fountain. Cool, cool. Um, why don't you all give me spot hidden rolls because it's going to start to be important to see what you can see from here on. So yeah, by failed your spot hidden check. Well, if I can still see um, Serena for sure, and I think can probably see um, can probably see Felicity now, because I mean she made a big splash, uh, literally. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and she, she, Felicity calls out to them as well. I rolled an eighty-eight, right. which is above my spot hidden of seventy-five. So dang it, you have such a good spot hidden, and you oh. <laughs> <sighs> You would think. This is the bad rolls Just session like with the photography. Yeah. Um, so only Felicity, then. Uh, you know, all three of you can see each other through the crowd. All of you can see the black-robed figure that's, that Octavia at least was moving towards. Maybe she still is. Um, but Felicity, you can see just the most horrible thing you've ever seen in your life. Just this, like, it. it, it looks like what you would expect to see when you're uh, half asleep and you can't move, right? It's just it's just a horrifying like uh, paralysis demon. It's it it is it is demonic. Demon. Like it's um it's maybe it has like it has a gaping maw and it's this tall figure with like gaunt eyes and like um, every step it takes like it's it's skin which is just loose over bones like just flaps around it it's like the grim reaper almost and uh but it isn't wearing any any dark robes because instead it's like this pale demonic thing and like to look at that's the thing it just it's your your eyes are just focusing in on these details that are just like triggering like fear reflexes in you it's hard to describe it in one kind of cohesive picture it's just alarming and you can see that it's like wading through the crowd towards Octavia. Octavia, look behind you. 
Yeah, I think. Did you do it? I think Octavia would look behind her, but she is still fairly determined to continue towards the hooded figure just because she's seen so many people already that she recognizes. She's not sure how real uh, everyone else is, and this hooded figure represents, uh, to her mind, the most solid lead towards what's happening here. Um, but the figures around you are starting to look less and less like figures you recognize, and more of them are wearing cloaks too. Some of them just black cloaks like the figure you were trying to move towards before. Some of them, uh, you see one in like a a, a a rich kind of forest green cloak, and as it passes by you, you feel horribly unsettled. Um, it turns to look at you as it passes, and under the hood is just one perfectly round eyeball uh, where a whole head should be. Oh. And then it turns away and, and, and turns away from you and carries on moving. But as you turn yeah, as you turn around to look, you also see this horrible thing moving closer to you. Um yes. you <laughs> what are you what are you <laughs> Nat's just excited in a very abstract <laughs> way right now. Like she just see, she's just pumped for this stuff. Eyeball heads. <laughs> Same, to be honest. <laughs> um Yeah, God. Um, yeah, I don't know. I think that... that's tough. I don't think Octavia was expecting to be thrown into the eyeball zone at this point. <laughs> um... Oh no! You just met Lord Oculon. Um, anyway, <laughs> um, um, and uh, besides that, and this this pale figure like approaching you, uh, you can also see um, like. Uh, some of the some of the cloaked figures in the crowd they're not all like this some are still people that you know just look like kind of 1920s business attire folks around narragansett um but like some of those black cloaked figures are starting to move into the crowd towards you and as you're looking around you realize that like they have you surrounded and you realize that you can't move your feet are just leaden oh Oh no! So, can Octavia move at all? Or I think if you try to, what are you trying to move? Like, uh, like walk, walk away, run away, like move through the crowd. It's really just like any kind of muscle at all. Like, you can move your arms, your head. You can turn around with complete ease, but you can't walk. Like you try to, you feel you feel your legs moving, but you don't move at all in physical space. Hmm. Well, I think Octavia is definitely going to. Already, she was kind of freaking out. I think she's going to uh, definitely be a lot more scared, a lot more terrified now. Uh, especially because she's sort of used to being able to uh, get out of sticky situations via mm. uh, running away with her very long legs. <laughs> true um i just want to check in like with serena specifically like but i mean everyone else but like serena specifically because you were kind of the most on like looking into cults and the black cloaked figures before and you can see all of this going on okay um, although you're in the, you're like the crowd has somewhat enveloped you now too so yeah you also are kind of in it okay um the uh 
I'm pretty sure in in character Serena wouldn't have forgotten, but um, there was a cult that um we discussed in a previous session, and I Joe cannot remember what, who they were, but I remember they wore black cloaks. So you looked up uh to do with like cult activity in New England, and you found that um the brothers of the yellow sign That's were it. someone who you thought might be around and you saw the yellow sign had been like engra- you know engraved into like a telephone pole when you were driving out um although it doesn't really have a kind of a mystical connotation for you you just recognize it from a book um and then you know you met all those guys in armor and like some of them were dressed like in the adornments on their armor were like this particular kind like shade of a kind of sickly yellow. They were almost like Knights Templar of this cult kind of thing. Right. But then also there were these black cloaked figures who'd been sighted around uh, specifically near Narragansett um, who you thought might have something to do with the town council. Oh, yes. Um, okay. And it's been like the, the, the thing you were, the pamphlet you were reading to do with cults and conspiracies didn't like put a theory to who they were, just recorded that there yeah. had been these sightings. Okay, I think Serena is trying to make her way over, but she, she'll uh-huh. definitely shout to, um, to Octavia. We don't know who these cloaked figures are, but they're tied up in all of this somehow. Be be careful. It's a little bit late for caution. Thanks, though. Good checking <laughs> in with you. I, I mean, yeah, I... Yeah, Serena will be trying to like push through the crowd, but I don't know how much headway mm. she'll be making. Felicity, you're also in this. Um, I mean, you're in the... I mean, unless you've moved. Do you think you would have climbed out of the yeah, yeah. pond yet? I, I think Felicity's trying to climb out of the fountain and okay. make her way towards I think Serena that and Octavia. What strikes you as you climb out of the fountain is that your clothes are wet, and so you're just like sodden, and then it, it starts to feel like that's what's weighing you down, and you can't really move. You can't really move through the crowd. And you're, and suddenly you spot, uh, suddenly the murmur, the background murmur, it starts getting louder, and you realize it's coming from one direction, and you see in the fountain, there are so many little scuttlebutts, and then across the fountain, still in the crowd, still in the plaza, but across the way, you can see a big one is moving through the crowd, <laughs> starting to get people out of the way so it can move in your direction. Uh. Emotionally, Felicity wants to move towards the scuttlebutt. <laughs> Logically, yeah. based on her experience, uh-huh. <laughs> she's decided she should probably move away from them. <laughs> Do you share with the others that you spot this at all? I'm still going off your like spot yeah, being so, higher. Uh, so she calls out, Octavia, Serena, the scuttlebutts are back. I mean, I guess Serena will glance over. Um... And she's yeah, looking past Felicity, you'll definitely see all of this. Okay. Um. Oh God damn. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I I think Serena will try and steer clear of the scuttlebutts, considering what we know about them. Yeah. So it's the same exact situation as I've been describing for the other two. You feel like you you feel as though you're moving your legs, but you also know that you just aren't moving in physical space. Your legs aren't carrying you as fast as you feel like they are. Okay. And this is the first time you all hear a, a woman's voice call out, Stop! Just stay where you are! Just stay where you are! I mean, I guess Serena will stop. 
the the black cloaked figures draw ever nearer, and the and the scuttlebutt draws nearer to Felicity. The green uh, eyeball robed thing uh, turns and seems to have you know, Serena. You seem to have caught its attention. Uh, who, do I see who's who's telling us to stop? No. Who can I do spot hidden to see where they are? If you want to. Failed. Okay. I mean, yeah, I, I'd also like to try and figure out where the voice is coming from. Okay. And also, if possible, uh, to try and get out of the gaze of that creepy thing. <laughs> yeah, it's looking right at you with its one head. Its head? It's the whole thing? I don't know. You I don't hate know. it. It's just a big old eyeball with a green cloak draped over it. Um... Does it have a body, or is it just an eyeball? You just see a cloak, you know, um, over this uh, okay. eyeball. So, do you want me to roll listen first, or...? You do, uh, you tell me what you're doing, it's okay. I think, listen, yeah, I'll roll listen first. Uh, and that is a... 80. Are you kidding Oofa. me? Oof. Are you... Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah, no, my listen's 45, so that's nothing. Um, uh-huh. And then... Um... Can I try and like duck behind something so this thing stops fixing its gaze on me? Yeah, I think if you duck down and you, so that you're not seen above the crowd anymore, you you get close to the floor and you realize that it's it's crawling with scuttlebutts, little ones. Ugh. Um. It's like being back in the cave. There are just so many of them. They're practically blanketing the floor. And the the same voice calls out to you all and says. Tell us what you're seeing. What are you seeing? Do any of you reply? Yeah, I think Octavia's uh, has been listening and and sort of acting like uh, you know, as this voice is is commanding. She's always had a decent, uh, mm-hmm. solid respect for an authoritative <laughs> voice. Uh, yeah, the the seeming character. Yeah. So she'll just. I guess, shout out. Uh, there's lots of people in black cloaks, and there's an eyeball, and the small fairies. What else? Uh, just Bone Man. There's <laughs> there's a lot going on. You hear, you hear, like... Hope this helps. <laughs> You hear as if it's like far away, but it's almost as if it's um, through a loudspeaker because um, it's kind of echoing around you and it doesn't feel like it's coming from any direction in particular. You hear the same voice say, did she say a bone man? And another voice says, yeah, I think she said a bone man. I, They must be in the phobia stage. It, 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 it's the only, but they don't, she doesn't seem frightened. I'm very frightened. I don't know if I've said that, but um. <laughs> That is something that I am feeling right now. And then the, the voice that was just speaking goes, Oh, bollocks, it's going to be so hard to deal with them. And then, and then uh, you can't hear them anymore, suddenly. Uh, but the crowd starts thinning out. And uh, I'll describe this from Serena's perspective. You, the, the complete blanketing of the floor with the little scuttlebutts, these, like, you know, cockroach-sized ones, um, gives way to, find you know, you finding yourself in... Um, a different place. You, you, you were in the Narragansett Town Plaza, and it's still a cobbled um, streetway, but it's different entirely. It's utterly 
just sinister to you. Okay. Uh, and you don't recognize it at all. But the crowd is thin- thinning out now, and the distance between you and your friends uh, isn't that much. And um, you, you're, although you're in this incredibly sinister, dark-looking, like, it's, it's, it's a town as well, but it's nowhere you've been before. And, um, um, yeah, the scuttlebutts start to, like, skitter away. You can hear them less and less. If you look up, the bone man is gone. The eyeball thing is gone. Okay. Um, and you see, yeah, your two friends standing in this street with you. Uh, Felicity looks after the, the scuttlebutts as they, <laughs> as they walk off. Affectionately? Yeah. And then uh, rushes towards Serena and Octavia. You do, and you realize that you can move now. What the Hold on, I don't that? think that we should move. Look. <laughs> I love how much Octavia just trusts every, like... <laughs> Look, with the, we got into this whole mess because we didn't listen to the police officer, and now... <laughs> I just think that we should be more careful. Well, the police officer lied to us. Right, but it was for our own protection. Where are we? Serena, do you move you towards your friends? Uh, I think she stays still. She's still trying to figure, like, process all of this. Uh, okay, you're you're like twenty feet down the the street from your two friends who've gotten together. Yeah. Uh, are the scuttle the scuttlebutts are they still on the floor all around us? Or they they they've moved away into little shadows, nooks and crannies, and you can no longer hear them anymore. You hear the wind whistling down the street. You can hear in the distance that that kind of hum that like a big city just gives off. And you feel like you might be in some kind of big city. I think Serena Sh- You, the voice, who are you? And you hear this blood curdling roar from something abyssal. Something just right. <laughs> hungry. Something like if fear could walk on four clawed feet. Only four. Hey, that's that's a change. That's nice. Down. You look down the street from where the 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 sound came from, and you just see this blackness. It's just this like this fog but you hear a thud 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 and it's that this thing is walking towards you but you can't make out its features it's just it's just blackness you know what i would like to back away <laughs> <laughs> yeah that seems reasonable um to me uh Felicity, uh stays where she is uh-huh. and calls out hello <laughs> The same sound uh, is again this 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 just loud this bestial roar. I can't understand you. I'm sorry. <laughs> How's Octavia reacting to this? Well, Octavia is still trying to stay still, uh, uh-huh. because that's the last sort of uh, information that, that she got is to stay still. Okay. And she's. I don't know, just being observant. I think she will move if things get too bad, but at this moment, she's just like putting a little bit more trust into 
standing still. Okay. Um, down the other end of the street from where you, from where this blackness is coming, uh, you see a creature, and it looks a lot like the, the Rhode Island Batman, the cryptid you encountered just before you entered this world. And it's all just like black leathery skin. It's just, it's got these, 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 it looks like, uh, if an old bound book decided to one day become a monster. Um, <laughs> cause it's just so like dark and leathery and it's got these wings, it's got these claws and you can't quite see its face because it's just in shadow. Celestia's very happy to see the Batman because she was worried that it was going to be killed by... <laughs> The people in armor. I'm trying my absolute best here, and just none of you uh, like interested in uh, how character like having characters who who react to horrifying monsters. Uh, I mean, like normal uh, human beings. Like, <laughs> sir, like, I think ordinarily Serena would be jumping to action a bit more, but considering the sequence of events that played out immediately before this, she's a bit um, like she's not okay right now. And so maybe isn't you know isn't thinking very clearly. Um, I think seeing them being cornered on two sides by these creatures, um, she's gonna sit. Can like she run into one of the side streets or something? There aren't any side streets. It's like a lot of little houses in in. It feels like Victorian London. Like it's all these like row houses, and you're just completely like bookended by by yeah these big creatures uh, closing in. She'll try one of the doors. Okay. Hello, anyone uh, in? Uh, yeah, the door opens easily, and you find yourself in in like an uh, uh, yeah, kind of similarly like a, a yeah, a small abode, like a, just a a narrow row house. Did did someone open the door? Or I think it would. I think that like on well, if you knock, honestly, I think that it swing like it would. You realize that it's not on like a latch or anything. Oh, so I I, I go to knock and open. it just swings when I knock. Yeah. Okay, in that case, yeah, she'd go in and, like, kind of peer out the window and see if the creatures seem to have noticed. As you start to go into the house, the darkness, the big thing, the thing thudding down the road towards you, starts to speed up really fast and pursue you towards the house. I I mean, on the one hand, like, I'm pretty sure this isn't going to stop it, but also, like, running towards the other bat-like creepy thing is not the most appealing option. (laughs) <laughs> yeah. Uh, do I do I see? Can I glance out and see what the other two are doing? Felicity's gonna uh, follow Serena into the house. Okay. Okay. Octavia's going um... to shout. Uh, there's two big, very very big monsters now, and I'm. <laughs> I would really like to move. Are you? Th- <laughs> are you there? So Felicity and Serena going into the house. Um, are you like? You, I assume you shut the door behind you. Yes. Uh, like back firmly against it, barring it shut. The big dark thing. Uh, yeah, like comes up to the like uh, chases you right to the door. Felicity manages to dive in after you just before like it it starts to slam against the door. Uh, you know, pushing its you know its might against the door, but you're managing to hold it closed and. Uh, you hear it roaring, and you hear the, the the screeching, the supersonic screeching of the bat thing. And Octavia, though, you hear, oh bollocks! Yeah, you don't hear the screeching. You Should hear I move? One voice say, you hear one voice say, 
oh bollocks and uh, another voice say can you can you get your friends to submit please sorry I'm still unclear if I should move or not you you stay right there and could you just tell them to stop it stop can you tell them to come out sorry I don't understand shouldn't they just stay still no they've fucking barricaded themselves in a house okay I'll try but it's gonna be really hard to communicate with them when they're all the way over there and there's a monster and I can't move but I'll do my best um, and so Felicity and Serena you can both hear uh, Octavia's side of this conversation okay as if she's just talking to the uh, the roaring blackness. Right, so we're like yelling out the window. Or like uh-huh. peering through the window. Yeah. Octavia, who the hell are you talking to? Get in here! No, come out. It's fine. They're friendly. <laughs> you know, somehow I don't believe that. <laughs> well, I'm fine, aren't I? I, I guess uh, I look... Do in- you look? Yeah, I guess. Yeah. You look and you see the bat thing uh, dismembering Octavia's corpse. What? (laughs) Wait, but I can still hear her talking. You could until you looked. Okay, Octavia's dead. Rest in peace. (laughs) Felicity looks looks out the window. R.I.P. And and, uh, sees sees what Serena's seen. Yeah, you do see the same thing. And then turns away in horror. Yeah, that's 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 what's up right now. You saw the bat thing like pull, pulling, you know, flesh and organs out of out of the corpse. She's very disappointed in the bat creature. <laughs> <laughs> very disappointed, like on an interpersonal level. Yeah, <laughs> I expected better from you. Felicity's <laughs> gonna have stern words with the bat creature later on. You've really let me down. <laughs> so, uh, Felicity and Serena, you find yourself in this house, and uh, assuming that you've barred the door with something, a chair, a table, whatever, you know, there's still, the the blackness is still, like, hammering on the door, trying to get in and roaring and roaring at you. Um, and, um, yeah, you're in, you're in this little house. Uh, Felicity, what the hell is going on? <laughs> Was Octavia? Was that Octavia? I I think so. Where the hell are we? I don't know. Like, I I think I was in my memories, but they weren't they weren't right. I I don't I don't know. Me too. That bastard never said sorry. She remembered me though, which means. The camera that I'm currently carrying. Yes. Is it broken? No. You want to take a picture, bud? Maybe. A little selfie? Uh. A little selfie? Time for a little <laughs> no, selfie? No, I. <sighs> Everything started when. I took my picture of this. It it messed up my my entire life. 
How did taking a picture mess up your life? I, I don't know, but... Somehow, for some reason, this thing has power, and maybe that... Maybe it can do something against these things? We can't just leave Octavia's body up there. So, um... Octavia, you feel, uh... You, you feel someone's hands grasp your grasp you by the shoulders and sort of march you along the street in one direction until you get to the door where the 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 the, the like the the blackness this beast is like smashing against the door trying to get in and it relaxes and stops um stops making such an effort and um it says to you um oh uh, hey can you ask your friends to please give up and just Come with us. They have to submit already. So, sorry, this black beast is saying that? Yeah. Oh. Uh, yeah, sure. Hey, the black the black beast says to come out. Everything will be okay. So, Felicity and Serena, um, you hear a sound at the window. And when you look, you see, uh, you see your friend's face. Octavia okay. is there, and she is very clearly dead. She is drenched in blood, and it <laughs> must be that her corpse has gotten up and is animated by some foul kind of magic, and it's coming after you, just like these horrible monsters. Jesus Christ, what is happening? And then uh, Felicity okay. runs towards Octavia. and talks They're friendly, I promise. Her. Just come out. You can't hear any words Octavia is saying. You just hear guttural Great. corpse noises. Excellent. Dead sounds. I love this for us. Um, <laughs> I think Serena's going to come out pointing the camera at what's the closest of the two beasts. Oh, you're going to come out? Yeah, the um, the closest is the, the dark beast, the, the just shroud of darkness. Um, I think so. Serena comes out pointing the camera and shouting, Now, I warn you, I will use this if... You fucking move. <laughs> um, and the the bat creature who was lurking by the doorway, but not in the way that not in the direction that you are facing, swipes with one of its claws and and easily grabs the camera out of your hands. Ah, fuck! <laughs> what do you do? Wow. Um, I love a powerful coming out story. Uh... <laughs> I think she'll stare this thing down. Okay, um, it's screeching and screaming in your face, um, but it doesn't do anything to you. Okay, I, I, how, 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 how close is in my face? Um, it's standing like a foot apart from you, and it's like making its screeches. It reminds you of when the other bat thing the you know the the Rhode Island Batman like screeched at you and it made that made you go look in the mirror having having come out and 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 kind of surrendered a little like um you you can understand the bat thing as it says to you okay listen stay very still if you try to use any magic we will subdue you if you try to shoot if you have a weapon we will subdue you you have to come with us 
and you have to not resist, and everything will be okay, and I know you have no reason to trust us, but we will have to stop you if you try to resist. And give me one good reason why I should do anything you fucking say. You killed my friend. <laughs> and the ba- and the bat thing breathes a cloud of poisonous gas in your face and you uh, pass out. Great. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> cool. Flesty <Plus> <laughs> sees this and rushes over to try and uh, pull Serena back into the house. Um, the, uh, the, yeah, the bat thing to expose to you is still screeching and screaming. The, the dark beast is, is, you know, uh, roaring as it was before. Uh, yeah, I mean, you can successfully, you, oh, I suppose, okay, you pull at Serena, uh, why don't you give me a strength roll? Eleven. Holy shit, an eleven? What's my strength? Yeah, just roll against your strength stat. 50. Nice. Yeah, uh, okay. Shit, then you got a... Woo. Oh, Jesus Christ. Uh, you, you pull, you pull <laughs> Serena un- unconscious away from the bat thing and into the house. What do you do? <laughs> uh, I'm going to look around for a weapon of some description. Oh, my God. Hey, this and... one isn't on me this time. <laughs> yeah, it's true. It's very true. And I mean, she doesn't know what's do going have, on. You do have your knuckle dusters. Serena, you know, carries a gun. Uh... She's quite scared of guns. Okay. So she she thinks about it. Uh-huh. But she doesn't. So what does she do? She sort of looks at Serena's pocket where she knows she keeps the gun. Mm. And then And for the record, takes... all the shooting she has seen uh, so far on the podcast has been really bad, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Catastrophic, actually. <laughs> so she takes a deep breath, reaches into her bag, pulls out her knuckle dusters. Uh-huh. Pulls them out. Uh-huh. Gets squared up. Yeah. Opens the door. Uh, you don't see the zombie, you don't see the dark beast, you don't see the bat thing. You don't see anything in the street from where you're standing in the house. What do I, what does she see? Just the, just the street, but like through the doorway. They might be hiding, you can't tell. So she steps out into the street and, and, and looks well. Uh, you hear a noise behind you uh, as the bat thing swoops to try and grab you. What do you do? Uh, she feels guilty about this, but she tries to punch it with her okay. glasses. Okay, turning around to try and punch it, this cloud of purple like smog issues from it and Felicity passes out. Um, Felicity and Serena, what you both perceive in the time that follows is in fits and starts as you're clearly uh, coming in and out of consciousness. Um, You can tell that you have been loaded onto something. You're being wheeled along. And from the way it's bumping, it must be moving along a bumpy cobbled street. You don't think that you've shifted physical realities again like you were used to before. Uh, you're just still in the same strange city. You're looking up, you can see the the dark purple sky with its green blinking stars far above you. And you can see these black-robed figures 
who have captured you. You can't move your bodies. You've been uh, uh, poisoned with something that's that's incapacitated you. You don't know where Octavia is or if she's safe, what's happened to her at all. Eventually, you feel yourself be you 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 have a, a another brief lucid moment as you're being carried one person holding you underneath your armpits one person carrying your feet as you're carried in through a doorway and above the doorway you see a symbol it's a cross and above the cross is a six-pointed star but not two triangles intersecting but two, but six jagged points away from a center and beneath the cross are the letters U and F. You've been listening to the Rolling with Rainbows actual play podcast. The music for the podcast was created by Molly Noise. As well as the podcast, Rolling with Rainbows is a YouTube show for aspiring DMs who want to make their tabletop games as fun, safe, and inclusive as possible. Links to the show and to the Rolling with Rainbows Discord community are in the description of every episode. The podcast and show are funded by the support of our patrons at patreon.com slash that and patreon.com slash curiovids.